Hi, and welcome to my Independence Report, the podcast that no one listens to except me. Since no one's listening, I have the freedom to say what's in my heart and to create anything I want. (laughs) How good is that? At least for me. So now I'm going to present new ideas, thoughts, and comments on past and current events, stories from my job, a view from the seat, as well as the best of, episodes from the various shows I did in the past, and even stories about life between lives called Death Isn't Real. So since no one really knows about this podcast, I might as well get started. And oh, by the way, thanks for not listening. And welcome to the show, everybody. Have I got a treat for you today. (laughs) I know I say that all the time, but this is really is pretty cool. Uh, I had the opportunity to interview Chef Curtis Aikens on or about 2004. He was in town, and for those of you who don't know he is, he's one of the founding celebrity chefs of the Food Network. He's been on Good Morning America numerous times. He is an advocate for literacy, and he is just a really wonderful guy. And we had the most awesome interview that I've done in a while, and I just ran across it the other day, and it was really quite remarkable. That particular CD has got no markings on it at all, but I put it in my player, and and voila, up popped Chef Curtis. So I would like you to listen to this. It is a really cool interview that I had the opportunity to do with Chef Curtis Aikens. He is a celebrity chef from the Food Network. Please, I hope you enjoy it. Have a great day, and with that, here's Curtis. And welcome back to the show, everybody. I got to tell you, there, there aren't very many times that I get to talk to somebody that is going to intrigue me as much as my next guest. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> he is, and his story is incredible, and I guess the, the only place to start is at the beginning with you, because it, it started way back when you were in rural Georgia. Kanye's Georgia. Yeah, now I I used to sell uh, uh, chicken, and I used to travel. <laughs> dead dismembered chicken, as a matter of fact, and I used to travel a lot in the south. Is that right? Georgia is a unique place to grow up and live, isn't it? Uh, whew, you know, I'm, I'm sure everyone could say that about their hometown, Kevin. But uh, it it is it was interesting that growing up in the south back in those days. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of at the tail end of the old segregated south. I started school in the first second grade in the all black school, and you know, moved into uh, what was called freedom of choice. You could choose the school you wanted to go to before Which meant total integration. You, you got to go into the all-black school. school. Oh, you got to you go to the white, white school, right, before total integration came. So there's some interesting stories I can tell, and I, I've told in, in books, uh, and I've got more to, to tell as the years come, but my older brothers and sisters can tell you even more interesting stories about growing up in the South. Uh, now, I hope people don't get turned off by that because I love where I grew up. You know, I mean, I, I love it. I still go back there. I have my mom and my brothers and sisters are still there. Uh, it's a wonderful community. Um, but I also spend half my time in San Francisco Bay Area, which is another great community. Um, it's been an interesting run, you know. You grew up, well, first of all, Curtis Aikens is an author and a popular chef on a national television food network show. Right. And uh, as a matter of fact, you've got an interview on television coming up, I believe, uh, tomorrow. 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 Jane Pauly show. We, we, I was in New York last week, Kevin. Uh, 
we taped a show about illiteracy, about uh, grown-ups who can't read. And one of the things I've been in town here the last few days and thank the folks at, uh, at uh, Franciscan Health Systems for bringing me up. Uh, we had a great time last night over at the Tacoma uh, Convention Center. About 500 people were there, and we cooked uh, to lose weight. But uh, I also had a chance to go out to the, uh, the Pierce County Library on Monday night and, and help raise money for their literacy program. Um, well, now let me ask you. I mean, you went to school and everything. What do you know about illiteracy? Well, I didn't learn to read, Kevin, until I was 26. And Excuse me, say that again. I, I, I didn't learn to read or write till I was 26 years old. How, how could you? So you went through school like all the other kids. Like all the other kids. How did you avoid reading uh, and writing? See, now this is going to take two hours. You have to have two shows on this one, but that's what we did yesterday on the Jane Pauley show. I, I, or tomorrow, it'll air tomorrow. Today's Wednesday, tomorrow, yeah. Yes. Thursday when it's supposed to air, but who knows? It may air today because <laughs> network TV, they just throw these curveballs at you, but. Um, we talk about the fact that, you know, people say that, but nearly 90 million grown-up Americans have some type of reading difficulty. 90 million? That's, 90 million. That's, that's a third of the population. Exactly. That's, and, and, the, and that's an estimate, you know. Um, so probably more people have problems with reading. So one of, one of my calls, one of, well, this is my call in life, is to, to promote reading, to, to let people, grown-ups especially, that have problems with reading, Let's get rid of the shame and embarrassment associated with not being able to read. If you learn to read, you can succeed. I know that sounds like an old saying, but, you know, it's, it's amazing. Once you learn to read and write this wonderful language that we speak English, um, all kinds of doors open up to you. And um, to be able to, to come to the great Northwest and, and cook for Franciscan Health Systems or to be able to speak at the Pierce County Library, or to do your radio show, Kevin, which I love, this the Positive uh, Purpose Radio. I love that. That's the bomb. You know what I'm saying? That's just incredible. So um, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed and extremely fortunate. There are a lot of people that wake up in the morning and, and say, woe is me. My life has been awful, and I can't do this, and I don't know how to read, and I don't know how to write. I'll never make it. What makes you different than them, if you can even say that you're different than anyone? But, but you've had a measure of success, and we're going to go through all right. the things that you've been able to do, but not being able to read and write until you were 26. What, what makes me different? Um, I, you know, that's one of those things that I don't think I'm better than anyone, Kevin. And I, I don't think anyone's better than me either. You get that, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, my mom always taught, you know, don't think you're better than anyone, but don't let anyone treat you like you're nothing. Absolutely. So I, um, I don't think I'm better than anyone, but I do feel like we people, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and go, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to be? You know, I've got to be my biggest fan. I can't be, um, I, I, I don't want this to come out wrong. I can't succeed if I don't think I'm going to succeed. You know that's what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons for Positive Purpose right. Radio right. is that there are people like you, and, and you put your pants on one leg at a time. We yes? all do. Right. Yes. Right. I have not seen a guy yet that jumps up in the air and pulls both <laughs> legs on and can walk, you know, and it's zipped up and belt buckled. It don't happen. So no. we all have to, like you say, put up one leg in first, balance, and put the other leg in. You know what I mean? <laughs> balance. I love that part, the balance part. But Yes. And when you did that, you were able to rise above your circumstance because you understood who you really were. Well, I'm still trying to understand him a little bit. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm working towards it. I, I feel like, wow, I mean, you know, we're only going to be here 86 years or so. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I tell my kids maybe around to at least 112. <laughs> but if I get 80, I'm, I'm good to go. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. So I want to make the best out of these 80. Now, I'm, I'm 46 right now. And the first 46 made a pretty good run. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Why can't the next 46 be? I, the next 46 should be even better. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be wiser. I'm going to be, you know, I, that, it's all about taking today, looking at today. How can I make this day better than yesterday? Well, you know, there are a lot of people that go, oh, yeah, that's fine for you to say. Look at you. You're a chef. You've owned produce companies. You've got these books that you do. You're, you're, being, you're talking to 500 people like you did last night. Right. You're going here. You're going there. Right. You've got it all together. That's not, that's not me. I can't do you. At, 20, at 25, let's say 20, at 20, I couldn't read. I couldn't write. How'd you learn to drive? Oh, driving is easy. It's taking the test is the difficult part, right? Yeah. Okay. You had to well, memorize I, the I, test. I had a trick for everything, okay? Now, you got to remember, as a, as a little boy, I knew I had two things going for me, Kevin. One, I could remember stuff. You told me that was locked in, okay? That was, I don't know if that's one of my downfalls to this day because now I think I can still remember stuff and I forget things. What's your name again? No. <laughs> Marcus. No, Kevin. That's right. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, but now, I mean, I used to rely on my memory so much, Kevin, back in the day. I mean, I could remember. You tell me it was locked in, right? So I knew I had that going for me. All right? The other thing was um, I knew I made friends well. I knew people liked me. You know what I mean? I hate this. This is the part that's really tough for me is that, that manipulating people thing. You know? And, and tomorrow, if you guys watch the show, if you watch the Jane Pauley show, Jane and I talk about the fact that, and I said to him, you know, I knew I'd have him in, my hand, in the palm of my hand. And she goes, well, you got me in the palm of your hand. <laughs> I just died. I thought, oh, no, it's the con man is back, you know? So, I mean, I try not to be this, that con man I was as a little boy. But those are the two things that I knew I had going for me. So I worked that. I cultivated that. I mean, if you remember, if, and I always felt like, okay, if you sound smart, people think you're smart. You know? So I would watch television, people like Bill Cosby, back in the day, Bill Cosby, you mm -hmm. know, was big on TV, I Spy, and all those shows he did. Then Flip Wilson, who was, you know, Flip Wilson, was, Flip Wilson, Richard Pryor, those uh, Red Fox, African-American comedians that, you know, had broken through. Yeah. And they could speak in all areas, you know? I mean, if Flip Wilson was Geraldine, he could be the, the little lady, you know? Uh, um, uh, Richard Pryor, I mean, although he had rather blue humor, he and Red, uh, Red Fox, but those guys were sharp as tacks. Well, they pushed the envelope they in their own way. They pushed the envelope to the limit, right? I mean, so it, it, look, at the, look at these African-American men. They're, it's Sidney Poitier. Oh, I never get a chance I got to meet Sidney Poitier. I was on an airplane coming across country from Atlanta to San Francisco. My son, my, my son was a baby at the time. You know, and, it's, and, and I never dreamt of flying first class. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I was, I'm a poor black boy from the South. <laughs> you know, traveling was a good idea. But to sit in first class, so here I am, I'm, I'm getting on, a, on an airplane, and there's only two seats left, so I take, I grab the seat, and I've got my little boy, you know, and people think, but my son's been traveling from little, so he's not a screamer. Anyway, so um, the flight attendant comes to me and she tries to get me to move, unbeknownst to me that Sidney Party is coming on the plane, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm sitting right, I got an aisle seat, this is where I want to seat, sit, I fly with you guys all the time, right? So next thing you know, Sidney Poitier is coming in, and he's sitting down next next night. Oh, that, they wanted to get the baby away from Mr. Poitier, right? So he and I start to talk, and talking about the greatest cat. I mean, he yeah. was so cool. And I remember thinking about him in movies, and he's one of the guys that I looked up to and go, wow, you know, this is Sidney Poitier sitting next they to me. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Mr. T exactly. But I like, I like Lilies in the Field, you know, uh, Lilies yeah. in the Valley. That's the one that just blows me away. But he, he um, held my son. 
We all got along. It was great. So I'm sitting there thinking, you know, people just don't know. Talking about a positive dude. Cindy yeah. Portier was a positive dude. Had nothing negative to say about, I got babies. I had babies. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, that's the way you're supposed to be. You know? So he's better. He was better in real life than I thought he would be. Anyway, and you got me on another story here. See, you know, I got to one day write a book about all these people I've met that I never thought I would meet, you know. And it's interesting because you have met a lot of people and you've done a lot of things in your life. And and first of all, you must have had an incredible memory growing up and being able to con folks because (laughs) people believed that you could read. Yes, they did. You know, it's funny. Again, not, not to... To go crazy about the Jane Pauley show. I wish I w- had gotten here last week so I could have plugged the uh, event for Sutter uh, for Franciscan Franciscan Health Systems. Oh, can I plug them for the future? Absolutely. Uh, this wonderful ath- uh, trainer, Robin. I forget, how do you pronounce Robin's last name? Robin Stern. Am I pronouncing Robin Stern? She's going to be uh, back in Tacoma. And Robin, wow, she's gorgeous, by the way, Kevin. Yeah, she does look good. I don't she? know if she's married or not, but guys, you should come <laughs> come see her. She's like this physical fitness trainer. That's, she's out of New York City. I could check her out next time I'm in New York. Uh, anyway, March 29th. So you guys call 800, no, 888 825 for tickets for Robin's appearance in March. And then they'll, maybe they'll come bring me back next year. I hope so. Ah, I'm looking over at Gail going, hey, <laughs> talking about working. See, that's what I'm, I'm working the next job. Okay? There you go. There you go. <laughs> right, but, um, the Franciscan Health, uh, Healthy Lifestyle Series 2005 right. is really is a, a great series, and it's going to be down here at the or the one for Robin will be at the same place, has, uh, which is right here, down here at the new convention center yeah. down at Tacoma. And Beautiful uh, place. Yeah, it is a great I place. I had a great time. Holds 500 folks, and they were oh. all there to see yeah. you. Yeah, well, they were because uh, the fr- friends over at Franciscan got him in, you know. So, so what you changed when you decided that you needed to learn how to read at 25, right. 26, were you already a success and wanted well, to take it to the next level? Or here, here, Here's what happened. I tell people this all the time. It's like we were talking about earlier, but you've got to look in the mirror and decide what you want to be. People listening to us here, I, I was broke. I was illiterate. I had all the stuff going against me. You know what I mean? I mean, so, so people who are listening to me, I want you to understand, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, but what kept you from, from saying to yourself, you know, that's, this is just trash and everybody else is trash and going and picking up a bottle of Ripple and calling it a day? <laughs> Grace. I mean, I, I am a blessed man. I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that kind of just, you know, tries to, you know, I'm not one of those right winger, whatever you call them, but God is my strength. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from a wonderful family. My mother, father incredibly strong people um and i just knew i just know there's something in life for me well they gave you a sense of, sense of your own worth didn't they your well, parents yeah but you know because of the struggles we go through in life and i'm sure people listen to us today we have that battle and because i couldn't read no matter what foundation great foundation i came from with my parents my self-esteem was very low mm-hmm. and that's what i feel ha- happens to a lot of people is because we don't feel worthy of success, we tear it up. So I started my business, well, quick lineage. Elementary school, you know, I don't, I've realized that I can't read. So instead of asking for help, I cover it up. I graduate from high school, go to college on a football scholarship, Southern University. Okay. You know, I, I ask for help down there and don't get it, so I run away to the University of Georgia. At the University of Georgia, it's just overwhelming. So I come to California, and I'm living in California. I feel like, okay, here's a whole new group of people that I can, that I can snow. <laughs> That's it, snow. I can just <laughs> fool them, right? 
<laughs> they got a whole group and a whole, whole new cast. A whole new I'm 3,000 miles away from where I, wa I was born and raised. Nobody knows me out here. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, I can be whatever I want to be. You know, you can put a, you know, a con man's dream. That's what it truly was. But I, so I got a job in a grocery store. And I work at this grocery store called Alpha Beta. And the, the manager and I, one of my things, remember, is that, you know, people like me. Mm -hmm. So I've got this manager's name, Ken. I can't say his last name because he might be listening, right? <laughs> Ken and I got into a verbal jousting match, a, a fight. We got everything but fists. We got really close to throwing fists at each other. And, I'm think and I was thinking, it's like, I get along with everybody. What's the deal here? I mean, I, if he find, if he, he's going to find I can't read because he's going to make me try to read someday, you know? My whole thing is make sure you like me so if I need something read, you'll read it for me. So I'm thinking, well, maybe Ken can't read. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, why is this guy at me. So I go home and, I'm, and I think to myself, what can I do to make a living? And I sit down with a pen and paper like I can write. And I come up with this idea to start a produce company. Because a lot of people come in the grocery store and buy fruits and vegetables for their restaurants. So I'm thinking, ah, brand new idea. No one is doing this. So I start this produce company and do very well with it. But like I said earlier, I go through all these little things where I'm getting close to success. Because of my self-esteem, I tear them up. I had this produce company at the height of it. I had five employees. I had six trucks. I had, you know. It was a going concern. It, it was one, I, mean, I was living great, Kevin. But because I couldn't read and I felt bad about myself, I had this low self-esteem, I figured out a way to sabotage it. And that's what happens to people when they, you know, you, you don't feel worthy of success. Now I do. You know, and uh, whew, you see, you're going to get me preaching here in a minute. I'm going to start. I'm going to start quoting Bible verses and all that stuff. You're going to send me back to the South, man. No, but, but, but that's OK, because I think that is one of the biggest issues that we all have to face is we all tend to sabotage our own success. Exactly. Exactly. We have to look in the mirror and say, I am worthy of this. You know, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of Eddie and Laura Aikens. They worked hard, worked hard to make me somebody. Now I need to be somebody. And that's what I love for people to, to, to hear that are listening to us today. It's like, you know what? The people listening to us today are no different than I am or you. You're right. hosting a radio show here in this wonderful area. I mean, we might touch someone listening to us today and they may go, wow, if he can do it, I can do it. I tell people, go to the library. If you can read, teach someone else to read. Because when you teach someone to read, you don't change their life, you save their lives. You know, and illiteracy, I, I, I'm... This is my big thing because illiteracy doesn't have boundaries. Doesn't know race. Doesn't know color. Doesn't know sex. It doesn't know any economics. It's just if you can't read, you can't read. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I, I honestly I don't know that I've ever even gave it a second thought. My assumption is everybody goes to school. Everybody, everybody knows reads. how to read. But there are so many people that are like you. Right. You are very very gifted. And as a matter of fact. You couldn't be where you are if you weren't so gifted because of the fact that you could snow everybody so oh, well. Oh, man. I, you know, I was talking to the, the, someone recently about the fact that uh, it's, 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 I don't even know how to put this into words because when you realize you have this ability, whether, and, and I don't, I hope people listeners don't take this the wrong way, but it's like the con man. You know, if you can, if you can snow people, you can con people. You got to be careful because I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want to steal. I don't want to lie. You know, that's my big thing in life is not to lie because I lived a lie so much of my life. So 
I was telling this, this woman this once because, I mean, I'm a man, you know, um, and we fall prey to earthly things. And you, you got to tell people, look, I, I don't want to take you home because I can talk you into it. You know what I mean? I want to mm -hmm. be with someone and I have real feelings. The woman I'm in love with now, she know, I hope she knows that, that she's the one, the only one. You know, and it's difficult when you, when you can, oh, Kevin, we're off into something totally different here. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all right, it's all right. When you can manipulate the system and right. you choose to, then you, that doesn't help you in the long run. It well, doesn't help exactly. your self-esteem. But it's the thing I'm trying to get people, it's like when you, you know, I want to be a good guy. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's one thing to say you're a good guy to the public. But it's another thing when you look in the mirror in the morning and go, you know what? I'm a father, you know, I'm an uncle, I'm a brother, I'm a son, and I want to be the best of those. I want my two boys, I want my two boys, when they get up in the morning, to say, I'm proud of my dad. Mm -hmm. I want the woman I'm in love with, when she looks at me, to know, that's my man. Do you know what I mean? And, and You have pride in who you are. Right. And you want to have pride in who you I, are. Not only do I want to have pride, I, I want to be pride. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's like, um, and that's one of those things that it, it took a great therapist to help me understand a lot of stuff. It's like, you know, you, another one of those issues in our society that we, we're afraid to deal with is, is seeking mental support. I don't want to say mental health, mental, mental health, but mental support. I mean, I have this therapist that I work with when I was going through my divorce way back when. And uh, it just, I, I was devastated, you know, because I'm, I'm old school. You, you, you grow up, you get married, you fall in love, you be with her, you die, right? Didn't happen that way for me <laughs> and a lot of people in America. Well, so, 50%, and, 60%. Right. So I had, nearly half of us, you know, it didn't happen. So it's like, okay, you, you, you talk with the therapist. And, and she said to me one day, she says, this is so funny because we got, we've got Gail from, the, uh, from Franciscan Health Systems here. And I, I'm going to look at it when I say this because it's like, if you have heart problems, you don't try to do heart surgery, right? So, and it, that's one of those. I, I love that analogy. When she said that, it's like, okay, so if there are things that are causing you stress, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Go to someone who knows about dealing with stress, a therapist, a psychotherapist, or a, a psychologist. You know, but in our country, there's still that little dark cloud associated with that. Well, we got that thing that we're all perfect and we're, we're tough. We're, we're the we're guy. We don't our, cry. We don't, can, do we don't cry. We can fix everything. We, uh, yeah, it's been the, an interesting run. You're making me talk about stuff here today, Kevin. It's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, know? the reality yeah. is, is that we all are in this together well, and exactly. we need to, you know, it's great that you are out and about talking about something that is so fundamental to success. If you can't read, if you can't write, you can't reach your potential. Exactly. Exactly. I, I love it. Like we, we see those NBA posters, you read to succeed. And I, I, like I said, it's, such a, it's a phrase that's used so much, but it's so true. One of the things I tell when I'm going to school and speaking with kids, I let kids know this. Like, you're in a spot right here. I feel very strongly that when I was in school, if someone had come to my school and talked about their reading difficulties the way I try to talk about it when I'm with children, I would have come forward and said, teacher, help me. So... I go into school and I say to the kids, first off, if you have a reading problem or you know some of your classmates that have a reading problem, it's okay to talk about it. You know, go talk to your... Go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say it's not it's not a brand that they're dumb exactly. or or that they're stupid. Exactly. And it, and if there is an issue, if there is dyslexia, if there is some sort of problem there, it can be dealt with right there in the school. And I tell the kids, okay, it's like, all right, we have to support each other, you know. Um, and kids can be mean. Kids can be wonderful. Okay, mm-hmm. just like grown ups, we can be mean and we can be wonderful. We can be, you know. So I try to tell them like, just because. Freddie can't read does not mean Freddie's dumb. Absolutely. He just doesn't have a skill that you have. So help Freddie get that skill so he can read with you. And you, you never know. That might be your lifelong buddy. We're talking with Curtis Atkins. He is an author. He is a chef. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Oh, yeah. He's also on the Jane Pauley Show. And last night he was with the Franciscan Health. He was in the Franciscan Healthy Lifestyle Series, which is uh, um, down at the, in downtown Tacoma. There's another one coming up on March 29th. That is uh, Robin... Uh, Robin, Robin Stern. Stern. Robin Stern. Very good. We need to take Pointed a break, brother. and we'll come right back after these messages. Please stay with us. This is good stuff. Thank you. And welcome back to the show, everybody. I got to tell you, first of all, um, first of all, uh, Curtis, you have to understand, I'm known for slaughtering names. That's all right. I'm, so I, you can call me anything but late for dinner. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But well, it is Curtis. Aiken, you the man, You're just like Aiken, South Carolina. Aiken, so, South Carolina. Well, we got an S on ours. So Absolutely. Now, now, first of all, you became a chef, right? How did you become a chef? You were in the produce well, business you know, last time I, I checked. I was in the produce business, and and back in the day, I don't know if you remember Joe Carcioni, TV's Green Grocer. Yes. Vegetables. Joe was an incredible man, but when I started the produce company, produce business back in the late early '80s. Wow, I'm getting old. In the early 80s, uh, Joe was at the Golden Gate Produce Chair. That's where he used to do his little spots. And I would talk to Joe all the time. So Joe passed away in the late 80s. And I was sitting there thinking, well, you know, how can I, how can I make a difference? How can I make my little light shine, right? And I'm thinking, because I want to speak out for reading. The whole thing was about doing something positive for reading. So I was thinking, how can I make a name for myself so when I talk about the fact that I couldn't read, people wouldn't laugh at me. They would say, whoa. How profound. Let's do something, right? At that time, it was back in, like, I think, 87, 88, Meryl Streep, wonderful actress, was promoting the ill effects of pesticides and produce. Yes. The Alars thing, right? So I'm thinking, hmm, people listen to celebrities. <laughs> this is how naive I was, Kevin. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> they listen to celebrities, so I'm going to become a celebrity. This is a true story. I mean, how dumb I sound saying this, but I, this was eight, 1988, I think it was. And I'm thinking, how can I become a cele- celebrity? So I'm thinking, out of all the stuff I know, I know the most about produce. Okay? Produce and food. I got this natural gift for food. So I'm like, okay, Joe's passed away, so TV needs another green grocer. This is a, I can't believe, I, I was so naive. I was so like, I'm going to be a celebrity in the next week, right? So I'm, I'm plotting a way to, how do I get to be a celebrity? So you got to get on TV. Get on TV, people think you're a celebrity. I called this friend of mine, Julie Mann, Julie Mann, Dave, Judy Davis Mann, who went to high school with me, and I told her my history, why I want to get on TV. And she's crying. Julie's like, oh, Curtis, I didn't know you couldn't read in high school. And, oh, if you'd have told me, I'd have helped you. And I'm thinking, it's okay, Julie, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I can read now, baby. It's good. Just help me get on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, she's like 100 pounds, this beautiful little good woman, you know? She just, so I told her the story, and she, she writes a... Um, uh, bio for me. 
you know, tells my little history about having a produce company in the Bay Area and then moving to New York and working for Balducci's and delivering produce to the World Trade Tower and the UN and all these places, that, all the stuff I did. And I'm like, wow, that sounds pretty good. So I got invited to a TV show. And I walk in, I do the TV show, and it was great. I'm on, I'm cooking this recipe. The week I got invited on, it was Halloween. It was leading to Halloween, 1989. And I'm thinking, out of all the produce items, I know the least about pumpkins. Like, but I can read. So I go to the library and I research pumpkins, right? They're, a, they're part of the squash family and all this and that. I get a quote from Henry David Thoreau. I'd rather have a seat to myself on a pumpkin than be crowded on a velvet cushion. I give the quote, I do have all this display, and I got the little IFB in the ear, and I hear the producer going, wow, he's big, he's African-American, and he loves his mama, and he can cook. <laughs> we got to have him back. So I'm thinking, okay, well, this works for me. So, you know, the show is over, and I walk outside, and I'm going, I'm not a celebrity yet. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody stopped me Nobody yet. Nobody's stopping me, right? So I'm thinking, okay, I got to do more TV. So I took that tape, and I mailed it out all around the southeast, Within eight months, I think I was on 13 shows around the Southeast, wrote a book, figured, okay, well, I'm not quite a celebrity yet. I'm not an expert, so how do you become an expert in this country? Get published. Okay, so I'm like, okay, I got this thing down. Let's get a book published. How do you get a book published? Well, you got to start sending it out. So I'm sending my book out all over the place, and people come, no, thank you, Big X, Red X, no, thank you, no, thank you. I think, wait a minute. I got good columns. I mean, they're well written. Why, why don't they want to publish a book? So I finally I called this local publisher, Peachtree Publisher, down in Atlanta. And I basically said to him, look, I'm on 13 TV stations around the southeast. Let's do a regional book. We get it published. I think we can sell a few copies. So I mark, I just, I pretty much sold the idea to the publisher. They go, okay, we'll try it. I got like 100 bucks, you know, 100 bucks advance or something. And they printed the book. And then I got a chance to, um, they were p pitching national shows. And no one wanted to have a little local guy come on to do, to do a national show. He's unproven. I'm like, okay. So they're talking to the home show one day, uh, ABC's home show. And I said, well, let me talk to him. Let me, let me, let me talk to him. So I get on the phone. I'm like, look, you guys have me on, and I'll give you the best three minutes of TV you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> they fly me to L.A. True enough, we did a show on buying zucchini or something <laughs> and i killed i mean i like knocked them dead so i mean i go back to the green room and everyone i get a standing ovation in the green room they offer me a contract that afternoon so wow. I, I i've never cooked in a kitchen <laughs> so you, you can keep that just between us. oh, oh, oh you me and the thousands of people listening <laughs> yeah, to this right yeah because I you never, don't want them to know i've never cooked right. in a restaurant kitchen but i cook you know i'm, I'm oh, sure I'm, no, I'm a hell of a cook i'm a heck of a cook but um and the, the way I got the label chef, Chef Akins, back in the day in my produce company, I was supplying, this is before all the fancy items that we see now. So I would buy in all these chanterelle mushrooms that come from up in this area. I was buying all these exotic produce items, and I'm selling them to the restaurants, and they're going like, well, what do we do with them? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, here's how you cook it. So I but make recipes for these chefs. So one chef will call me and say, well, I've got this produce guy, Chef Akins. <laughs> Like, and so you ended up being being I'm, the yeah, produce guy who could cook. The produce guy who could cook. So I'm Chef Akins. Now here I am, years later, and I'm at the Beard Awards. Chef Akins. And I think to myself, you know what? All right, cool. I'm you know. <laughs> I learned a long time ago on television, you don't you don't correct a mistake. You just let it roll. That's right. You know, anyway, but I I tell I was with Emerald Lagasse once and, and he was Emerald can give you a hard time, okay? I love the guy, right? 
But he's like, right, you look at him. He says he's a vegetarian. He probably eats more meat than Chef Baradie. He does this and does that, you know? So we're talking about it. He goes, look, you're as good a chef as anyone I know. So don't let anyone. And I'm like, thank you, bro. So anyway, that's, that's, that's how I became Chef Akins, by supplying restaurants with produce items. Now, I put my niece through culinary school about five or six years ago. So when we go out to do, when I'm invited to do kind of a, a fancy formal dinner, I mean, I can lay out recipes and I know the nutritional breakdowns and all those things, but I put her through school so she could do those finer touches, mm-hmm. you know, the, um, the shaved ice, the, the nice garmage, all those kind of things that, to tell the truth, I don't want to do. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what strikes me of that whole story is that when you decided that you needed to be a celebrity so that you could talk about illiteracy, illiteracy better, if I could learn to talk, um, <laughs> You didn't know that you couldn't do it. Exactly. So you did it. And I, I, See, that's one of the things I, I feel like we have to tell children from an early age. Just because I say you can't do it doesn't mean a thing as long as you don't say you can't do it. You know what I mean? If, if a child hears I can't or you can't, I mean, that's already that negative connotation. We have to tell the child anything you want to do, you can do it. And I'm constantly trying to remind my boys of that. It's like, I don't want to hear can't. Mm-hmm. You know, and That's I, I a four-letter word. Oh, it's an ugly word, isn't it? Can't. I can't. Oh. Yeah. I-C-A-N-T. Well, it is, yeah. That's a five-letter word <laughs> with <laughs> I in front of it. But can't is just a messed up notion. You know, can't never did because he never did try. Well, you know what? It's also just plain not correct. I agree. Because you can do anything that you decide that you want to do. Anything you set your mind to. And again, I come back to the thing, Kev. It's like, now that I can read, I can find out how to do it. If I don't know in my own head, okay, okay well, how do I do this? Well, hmm, I want to drive to Seattle from San Francisco. Well, how do I, I can read the map now. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, uh, uh, what, plan a vacation to Australia. <laughs> I can do that now. Well, even getting on the internet and taking advantage of all of that stuff, that was all, so those are all doors that are closed to people who can't, can't read. read. Right, right. That's it's, an amazing it's, thing. It's amazing. Now, you, your latest book is? Uh, Cooking is a Family Affair. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a couple out there in the works. Uh, Recipes of Weight Loss is one that we're working on, but uh, the, the latest book is, is Cooking is a Family Affair. Uh, recipes from three generations of Aikens, myself, well, I should do it in order. My mother, myself, and my niece that I put through culinary school. That's the book that we had here in, at, uh, at, um, in Tacoma, and it's available on the Internet. Uh, Very good. My website, CurtisAkins.com. I wanted to get that in there. That's thank good. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> CurtisAkins.com. Com, yeah. C-U-R-T-I-S-A-I-K-E-N-S.com. Very good. Um, and it's fun, I mean, to, to work. My mother is probably my motivation when it comes to cooking. She's a best cook chef person I've, I've ever met um and my little niece has gotten pretty good well you know we've been teasing people the entire show about this cooking for weight loss thing right and so we need to touch on that before we go but before we go there we have to take a real quick oh, break okay and then we will be right back with curtis akins he is over yet is it it's yeah. almost oh. it's, it's 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 fright it's frightening oh. it happens <laughs> so fast and uh, he was with uh, Franciscan Healthy Lifestyle Series last night and did a fabulous job. He's going to be on the Jane Polly Show <laughs> tomorrow, and he is uh, just a wonderful guy. He's going around the country telling people, you know what, if you don't know how to read, you should learn to read, and if you're, don't be frightened about it. And, and if you think somebody is, you know, like not 
you know, I've never even asked my kids. This is how uh, how big of an assumption it is. I just assume they could read. That's just something. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the show, everybody. We are talking with Curtis Akins. I have to tell you, Curtis, I've had the best time today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I've had a pretty good time myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's next for you? Oh, well, wait a minute. Before we go there, okay. real quick, the uh, 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 cooking for weight loss. Oh, cooking for weight loss. Well, what I try to do is teach people that recipes are starting points. You know, think about your dietary needs. I mean, this is the key to it. It's like, okay, if you see a recipe that calls for four cheeses, right? I only do two if you're trying to lose weight. If you need to gain weight, add two more cheeses <laughs> to it, okay? Um, I talk to people about whole milk, low-fat milk. Go for skim milk. I mean, there's so many um, simple things to do to take a recipe that's loaded with fat and cholesterol and take it way down. Just some simple things to do. You can do that by eliminating a lot of the fat, cause, right. but now I grew up in the restaurant industry as well, and fat equals flavor. and so. Oh, yeah, but there are the ways to bring flavor out, and we talk about that. I think we did, it, we, we did a chili last night, and I talked to people about keeping the lid on the pot. When you're cooking vegetables, and I do a lot of vegetarian cooking, one of the keys is not letting all that flavor evaporate out of the lid, out of the top of the pot, so you keep that lid on. All that moisture, when it comes up, it falls right back into the pot. So a little bit of butter, a little bit of fat, or a little bit of olive oil, is there, there's your flavor. Then you bring the natural flavors out of the produce item or the meat items. If you're using chicken, there's always some natural fat in there. So you don't need to add more to it. If you're using beef or pork or whatever you're cooking with, you don't need to add more fat to that because there's a natural fat that you can render out while you're cooking. Now, when is that book coming out? I'm going to have to buy that one. <laughs> That's what we're working on now. We've got some, <laughs> some stuff going. I just, whoo. Will you stay in touch with us? I shall. I shall. What's next for you? What's next? Uh, I'm going to go pick my boys up. We're heading to Buffalo. I'm doing some literacy work up there with the Buffalo Public Library. and I'm, It's Black History Month. We're wrapping up Black History Month. And I'm speaking to a school in, uh, in Buffalo. And i got to tell you, I, if it wasn't for the group of kids that I'm going to speak to, because I don't like going east in the cold. This time of year, I'm like, can you guys wait till June? But they go, nope, it's Black History Month, so you got to show up. Uh, so I'm going to go to Buffalo, take the boys. We're going to go to Niagara Falls and play for a day. Then Toronto, one of my sons will go to Toronto. Why? I don't know. I tell them I don't have any Canadian money. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't it, do that. never um, been in that country before. Uh, only a couple of times, and they didn't like me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> so it's back home and try to be daddy after that. Hi, and uh, I would like to, before you go, thank Franciscan Health Systems for having you here. And the Franciscan Healthy Lifestyle Series 2005 is a great thing. You can call 888-825-3227 if you're interested in reservations. And they've also got uh, um, their website, which is always good to go to anyway, which is uh, FHSHealth.com. Dot org. All right. And you can go there, and it's, it's, it's just great fun having you here. And I, I just, I've had a blast. Kevin. I love the work that you're doing. And before you go, I'm not going to let you go until you can, if you had somebody sitting in front of you that was 12 years old, 13 years old, and he was uh, a gifted guy just like you are, and is gifted enough to hide the fact that he can't read and lazy enough to not want to go get it done at that particular moment, what, would you, what advice would you give him? Well, the advice I give to everyone, don't be ashamed or embarrassed. You're not the only one that can't read. That, I thought I was the only person that couldn't read. There's help right there. Just say help. <laughs> don't be afraid to ask for help. It's an important thing. Amen. And because everybody can reach their potential, but they got to have the tools. Exactly. 
Very good. You Thanks know, for having so, me, Kevin. Thank you very much, sir. You have yourself a wonderful day. And say hello to Jane. Wait a minute. You already that's did that, but yeah. that's on Thursday. I'll okay. Well, soon. I'll go back to you soon. <laughs> thank you so much. You have a great day, and uh, we will talk to you soon. We've been talking with Curtis Aikens. He is an author. He is a chef. He is... Uh, um, He's uh, got books out, The Guide to Harvest, and Curtis Books with the Heart and Soul. He's on Amazon.com, and you can go there and pick up his book. You can also go to his website, which again is www.curtisakens, A-I-K-E-N-S. Thank you very much, Curtis. It's been great having you here, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.
matter